Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk through the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I'm your host, Sam Waldron, one of the pastors of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Today we'll be considering the subject of Chapter 3's teaching on the doctrine of election. Uh, This is specifically found in paragraphs 3 to 5. Listen, first of all, to paragraph 3. By the decree of God for the manifestation of his glory, some men and angels are predestinated or foreordained to eternal life through Jesus Christ to the praise of his glorious grace, others being left to act in their sin to their just condemnation to the praise of his glorious justice. The first of the biblical characteristics of the doctrine of election is found here. We may call this its selectivity or describe it as distinguishing election. And what I mean by those words is that the biblical doctrine of election as an act of selection presupposes and implies an act of rejection. Romans 9.11 embodies this idea. For though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad so that God's purpose according to his choice would stand, not because of works, but because of him who calls, it was said to her, the older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. The following arguments can be marshaled for the selectivity of election and against the idea that everyone is elect in Christ. The words used for election in the Bible imply the idea of selection always. Israel is chosen, the Gentile nations is not, for instance, throughout the Old Testament. Israel's choice is the rejection of the Gentile nations. The biblical passages also which teach reprobation imply the idea of selection. There are those who, Jude chapter 4, were long ago uh, uh, set apart for this condemnation. And then there are biblical passages which contrast the elect and the non-elect. And this too implies the idea of selection. First uh, Peter 2, 8 to 10 contrasts the church as the chosen nation with those who were uh, appointed to this doom of rejecting Christ. Romans 9 constantly uh, contrasts those who are elect with those who are not elect. But the next characteristic of the biblical doctrine of election is found in paragraph 4, which reads, These angels and men thus predestinated and foreordained are particularly and unchangeably designed and their number so certain and definite that it cannot be either increased or diminished. Here we see the specificity of election. We, have also, we may also describe this as personal election. Paragraph 4 emphasizes this by speaking of the immutability and particularity of God's predestination. And this, of course, raises the question, addresses the question, did God elect only nations or groups? The answer is, of course, no. Uh, Does Romans 9 have only to do with the election of nations? No. Did God simply choose the church as a whole? No. And saying yes to such questions would be both illogical and unscriptural. It's illogical. If God only elected groups but not individuals, then everyone in the group might fall away and be lost. And thus the whole group elected by God could be lost. In other words, if the salvation of some is certain, How can this be secured without the election of certain individuals? But it would also be unscriptural. This is uh, specifically 
uh, with reference to a passage like Romans 11, 5, and 6. In the same way, then, there has also come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. We know that effectual calling, for instance, is specific and individual. In a passage like 1 Corinthians 7, 20-22, Paul says that some people are called married, other people are called unmarried, some people were called uh, as circumcised, some people are called in an uncircumcised condition, some people were called as slaves, other people were called as free men. There are all these specific and individual and particular circumstances in those whom God calls. Well, why is that important? Well, it's important because effectual call is, is the historical index or outworking of election. We are, we are called according to God's choice, according to God's predestination. Romans 8.30, 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 31, 2 Timothy 1, 9. And if calling then is individual, personal, and specific, then so must be the election of which it is the historical manifestation. The third characteristic of biblical election is found in paragraph 5, which reads, Those of mankind that are predestinated to life, God before the foundation of the world was laid, according to his eternal and immutable purpose, and the secret counsel and good pleasure of his will, hath chosen in Christ unto everlasting glory, out of his mere free grace and love, without any other thing in the creature as a condition or cause moving him thereunto. This paragraph speaks of the causality or cause of election. This is the well-known teaching of unconditional election. The question is frequently raised, did God simply elect those whom he foresaw would repent, believe, be receptive, be holy, or persevere? We must say no. And that no is demanded by the following considerations. First of all, foreknowledge presupposes God's decree. We've argued that previously. Secondly, foreknowledge means foreordination. The standard Greek lexicon, Bauer, Art, and Gringrich, asserts that the word foreknowledge means foreordination in those passages that are frequently used to prove that election is on the basis of foreseen qualifications. Three, the idea that God chooses us because of some good thing in us is categorically denied by the Bible. Uh, Romans 9, 16, Romans 11, 5, and 6 it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God who shows mercy. Four, the opposite idea that we're chosen for nothing good in us is specifically affirmed. We are chosen freely out of God's good pleasure, Ephesians 1, 6, and 9. And then finally, faith, repentance, perseverance, holiness, receptivity, all the things I mentioned previously as supposedly the basis of God choosing us, all the good things which, is God, which God is supposed to foresee in us, these all are themselves the fruits of election. As the fruits of election, they cannot be its prior conditions. Biblical election is then distinguishing, personal, and unconditional. Thank you for listening to Confessing the Faith on the Man of God Network. Brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. CBTS is a confessional Reformed Baptist seminary which provides affordable online theological education to help the church in its calling to train faithful men for the gospel ministry. 
to learn more about how you can partner with us in providing informed scholarship with pastoral heart, visit cbtseminary.org.